You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Tuesday, May 11th, but it's not just any Tuesday because it's a Tony Tuesday, and we've got a lot to talk about. First, Kevin Colbert's comments over the weekend about two specific Steelers. We're going to dive into those comments and just flush out what they actually mean. And then finally, you know Tony's a nut for jersey numbers, so he's going to power rank all eight of the New Jersey numbers for the Steelers rookie class as we get ready for Steelers rookie camp this upcoming weekend. Remember, you can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast anywhere podcasts are hosted, especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. And remember, when you're listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast, rate us five stars, leave us a positive comment. When you do both at the same time, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So like I said yesterday, We're going to have my guy on, as usual. We won't get him next week. He's got some affairs he got to handle. But we are getting him this week. Tony Serino is back for another Tony Tuesday here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Tony, how you doing, my man? I'm feeling good. Excited to talk about uh, some Steelers here. We got got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, Chris. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, there were some comments made recently over the – over Kevin Colbert, who appeared on Mike Florio, and he talked about a few interesting aspects of the Steelers here, two items that I think we should definitely go over in news and notes right now. So, Tony, first thing he said that that, 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 triggered, that triggered a wire was he, him saying that, well, Ben Roethlisberger, might, it might not be his, la- his last year. Yeah. Now, Tony, before we move on to the next one, I I, – I, I, I saw a lot of people going like, oh, what do you mean? It might not be his last year. I don't know about you, but like, I've kind of had that in the back of my head for a while. And I'm like, we, I'm still assuming this is his last season, but it would not be on the, on the, on the list of top 10 things that would shock me about this season. It wouldn't make the top 10. No, no. I, I think I, and it, 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 it's pretty clear of how it could happen. Right. I mean, if the Steelers are really good again, I mean, if the, if the Steelers have a very similar year to what they had last year, right. You know, whatever it's going to be like 11, 12 wins in there. You know, and obviously you don't want to have the same embarrassing loss in the playoffs, but, you know, if they, if they make it to the divisional round or the championship game, he wants to run this thing back. I mean, you know, this, I know the Steelers are keeping their options open, right, Chris? I mean, they have only, what, 28, 29 players under, under contract for 2022. But, you know, they have so much cap space. They can easily run this thing back um, if they want to. And I think Ben Roethlisberger will be very interested in that. Why, why should the Steelers, with a, you know, with an offense and with Matt Kennedy coming in and now Najee Harris coming in at running back and an offense that's going to ask what we think is much less of Ben Roethlisberger and a defense that we think is going to stay at a high level. And yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is 38 and he didn't look good at the end of last season, but if, if this offense asks him to do less and he does play better, why shouldn't he come back at 39 years of age? If he's still playing at a high level. Yeah. And that's the thing is that we're all assuming that Ben's just going to be tired and beat up or whatever. Um, and, and it certainly looks like that could be the case. Yeah. You know, it, it's also, it's a lot for a guy for any, for any guy to, to, to get up, and have to try to get your body ready for a full season of sports the older you get. Um, yeah. But it, especially if this offense does what 
we're projecting it to do. What if, if we're saying this offense is going to be more run focused, so he doesn't have to throw the ball nearly as much and that he's going to have to, he'll, he'll throw closer to 30 times a game than 50 times a game. Then yeah. he could be much more rested when the, when we get to the year's end. And if the Steelers are in the hunt in the play in the play, if they're, if they make the playoffs and if they're able to, to actually advance in the playoffs this year, I mean, he might sit there and say, you know what? I wasn't asked to do too much this year. We've got a good team around us, which I still remind people like the Steelers have what the fourth youngest roster in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Why not be part of this, this run for one more year? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, if Ben wanted, look, think to me that, and think that we should remember if Ben wanted to walk away after last season would have been a very easy time for him to walk away because, you know, his friend and center and longtime teammate Marquise Pouncey walked away. He always said when, you know, when Marquise goes, I go and vice versa, right? Pouncey said when Ben goes, I go. Um, and they also let go of uh, Randy Feekner, who was his offensive coordinator. So, you know, it was, it, it seemed like, okay, if Ben wants to go, like if this is the end of Ben, you know, th- this could easily be it because if he's coming back, he's coming back to a Matt Canada system, Chris, that I don't think is going to resemble. I mean, like, I don't, maybe it won't be wholesale changes, what Randy Fickner did last year, but it's not going to be the same, right? It's certainly going to be much more run heavy in that way. And he's going to, you know, he's going to have to learn what Matt Canada wants and he's probably going to have to run a little more play action than he likes. Uh, So, you know, the fact that he already committed to coming back to that should tell you like, this is not, I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger is ready to just, you know, one and done this thing. It's I think very easy for him to, to make the, uh, the determination that, Hey, you know what, I'm ready to do this thing for maybe a couple more years. And that's the thing that I'm looking at is that I I don't I don't see that being completely out of the realm of possibility. Now, is it something I would bet on? No, I, I would I would if I would if I was to put a you know put numbers on it right now, I I'd give it like a seventy percent that he's this is his last year. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I I'm comfortable saying that. But again, like I wouldn't. I, I, you look at how quarterbacks are more protected now. You look at how more guys are lasting longer. I mean, you look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees was 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 bad. Yeah, legit bad. Right. He he did not have an like that's a dead arm when right. you can't complete a five yard slant to to Emmanuel Sanders over the middle when he's wide open. Your arm's dead. Right. Ben completed an eighty four yard bomb touchdown to Chase Claypool and multiple long long touchdowns last year when he actually did throw the ball deep down the field. He did have success. Right. Now was was it as as much success as in his years prior? No. But his arm is long from being dead. That's the whole point here is that it's not the same. And that's why I, I do think that the Steelers aren't crazy for keeping that that possibility in the background. No, they, they should keep that open because, look, if Ben wants to come back and he's playing – if Ben's still playing at a high level uh, and he wants to come back for 2022, then the Steelers should open that. I mean, they, with open arms, they should welcome him back. Yeah. I'm totally with you there. Um, and, 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 again, this is going to be about – this is going to be about how they feel because here's the other thing. Tony, if he is bad, then the Steelers are like, all right, Ben, thanks, buddy. That's why we put them <laughs> void years on you. Uh, right, right. If he's bad, and if he's bad and he wants to come back, and the Steelers just go, well, we don't have a I – mean, we just can't work out. We can't work out the numbers, man. I'm sorry. We can't make it work. The numbers we, we, just don't – the numbers just don't add up for us. <laughs> right, like like, like something, something along those lines. But, but you know, I, I, I totally see that being in the cards here for the Steelers. They're not, they're not going to force themselves into a hole. I, I want to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about the other player – who Kevin Colbert mentioned. And so it's a lot younger of a player, but it's an interesting other point to to look at here when it comes to the numbers game that the Steelers have to play with the salary cap. Tony, you had a very interesting tweet about this. Um, We'll get into that right right after this break. But first, we got to talk to some of our sponsors. 
there's always something to bet on on betonline.ag. With the NFL playoffs continuing, you can bet on any of the NFL divisional round matchups, whether it be Rams at Packers or Browns at Chiefs or the Ravens at the Bills or even the Buccaneers at the Saints. You can bet on all those matchups and even some of the prop bets that are in between them. You can also bet on things like where will Doug Peterson land as a coach moving forward. All those kind of odds you can get on at betonline.ag when you sign up today. Sign up today and get a free account for, for betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, capitals, all one word, and you'll get your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget the promo code is Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all one word and all capital letters to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for another Tony Tuesday. Tony, the other player that got mentioned in it that was that perked up my ears was Terrell Edmonds, because as we know, Terrell Edmonds didn't get his fifth-year option exercised last week. Now, Kevin Colbert says this was it, it wasn't about Terrell Edmonds, it was just a money situation, or that it was it was just about you know the salary cap, and it's a tough spot. But it was only <laughs> $6.7 million. And we like you. We like you, Terrell. We just don't six point seven million dollars like you. Like, right, right. Because that's the thing is that like, and that was the tweet that I was referencing in the last segment. But if if Terrell, if you think Terrell Evans is good, why didn't you just pay to me? Yeah, because we talked about this last week. You know, there's there's every chance, and I know the idea here in all likelihood is that the Steelers want to work out a contract with Edmonds before the start of the regular season, and that's fine if they can do that. That's great. Awesome, especially if that's at a number of their liking, which, you know, assumedly would be what uh, below the six point seven million dollars that he would have made on the uh, on the fifth year option. There's every chance that Edmonds just says, "No, I'm I'm worth I'm certainly going to be worth more than this after this year because I was I already have been you know I've been on the ascension every year. Last year was my best year. I'm you know it's weird to me that they said they couldn't make the salaries work when this the Steelers have the most cap space in the league in 2022. Now, I get that they want to leave their options open, right? Because, you know, as we just talked about in the last segment, anything could happen, right? The Steelers could still need to bring Ben back for another year and reload everything, right? Bring everybody back for when we get Juju back under contract, right? You know, get Hayden back under contract. You know, there's a whole bunch of people that would need to come back in that case. And so maybe they want to leave their options open there. I mean, you have a young player like like Edmonds, you're going to, I mean, $6.7 million. I get it. It's like a, it's a small overpay, right? Because you might, you might argue, oh, he's only worth four or five. So you're going to overpay by, you know, two or $3 million, but Two or three million dollars out of the ninety million you have available. It's, it, I don't know, Chris. It still feels like a drop in the bucket to me. Yeah, I just, especially like, like you said, they're gonna have they, right now. They they are set to have the most cap space in the NFL in in twenty twenty two. Yeah, like, like that's 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 a fact right now. As of right now, that they have the most cap space slated for that year. Now I get that you're gonna have to pay TJ. I get that you're gonna have to pay some other guys, and that you might need to pay another quarterback. I I I get that there's a lot of other things to consider, but. million. And, and again, I'm on the Terrell Edmonds bandwagon. I've been for some time. I I like, I think he's much better than fans give him credit for just because he's not a superstar safety, like Mika Fitzpatrick. Right. But you know, and and I look at his, at at the different roles that he fills, is is he worth, you know, $6.7 million for, you know, you know, maybe five straight years. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe maybe that's where you want to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you want to get him closer to five flat and, you know, in that range. Right. But 
I mean, if I'm Terrell Edmonds, how, how do I, how am I supposed to take that Tony when I've been, a, I mean, he's, you, you think about recent Steelers safeties. I mean, after Minka, you know, you know, of course this post Polamalu. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Steelers have had a rough go at safeties, you know, <laughs> Sean Davis, Mike Mitchell, Terrell Edmonds is actually a bright spot when you consider that. Those guys. What was it? Uh, Will Will Allen? May, Will you Allen. Can make, would, could you make the argument Will Allen was the best safety in between Palomalu and, and Minka? Jeez, maybe. Yeah, I'm right. He's like Robert Golden's in there, but no way, Golden's that guy. No, absolutely yeah. not. No. So Edmonds, you know, Edmonds is such a victim of circumstance, right? Because he got taken in 2018 in a draft class where, look, you look back at that draft class today, and it is kind of the anti what the Steelers did in 2021 draft because the Steelers very clearly had a big need at safety, but they really needed someone to plug and play, right? Someone to come in and make an impact right away. And you know, look for for all the the, the people that criticize the Edmonds pick, right? Edmonds was a more project based pick, right? He was an athletic prospect who was going to develop over time. And the Steelers, at the end of the day, fans may not like may not like this. The Steelers were right about that. They were right that Edmonds was an athletic prospect who would develop over time to become a quality safety. What he was not was at the time, someone who would come in and make an immediate impact from a team that was 13 and three and, and lost in the playoffs to, you know, to help that defense turn it around. Right. It took him some time to get going. And so I think that's where the frustration of the fans comes in, but you know, this is a guy who right now, I, I, I it, it is still shocking to me. And I hear hearing Kevin Colbert say, it, Chris, I'm still going back by the way, to my conspiracy theory about, you know, they, they're ready to, they're, Listen, the cap number <laughs> doesn't work again. for us next year because we're gonna tank. Okay, tank is in the a tank could be in the cards. That's all I'm saying. I still, I still just, I get that you got to be ten four hat Tony, but that, that's just that's the best the no. <laughs> just stop it right there. What you doing? Um, I apologize. No, you, you, I mean, you're ten four. We want you to do those things here, but, but, uh, but in all seriousness. I, I get that maybe and again, and here's the other thing. Maybe there is something in the works that we don't know. That's the other thing that you always keep keeping in mind is that there could be discussions that the Steelers are having in the background that we're just like, that they're just like, you know what? The Chris and Tony, you don't know if we, if, if, if there's, if there's like a, you know, a, a certain quarterback that we're waiting on in free agency to hit right. or, and, and the thing is they, they may just be acknowledging. We don't know. We we not know how much money we need to spend next year to, to, to rebuild the organization. If Ben is done. Um, that's a good point. What, what is Aaron Rodgers cap hit for next year? <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the big name, right? That's what everyone wants to know. Can they get Andrew Luck out of retirement? How does that work? When is when uh, when when does that happen? Uh, well, what if, if I mean? I think I believe that Andrew Luck would have to be whenever he comes back into the league, he immediately is given the back on the, the Colts? Colts. Yeah. Damn. All right. All right. I'll keep thinking. I'll keep thinking. <laughs> I'll keep thinking. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I saw some people hypothesizing hypothesizing uh, that's the word chris got hypothesizing you got there you got there uh anyways I, I saw people hypothesizing that you know maybe russell wilson's that guy because he ha- has had some uh, and i can i can see that also uh aaron Rodgers, his cap hit this year is 37 million his cap hit next year is 39.8 million oh you know what you know who's another but player they can look at next year is mm-hmm. uh is there's this kid on the rams who i really like mm-hmm. um no he's, god damn it. he's uh I fell for it i didn't <laughs> Yeah, his name is Duck Hodges, Chris. He's, uh, I think he's going to be a free agent next year. Some of the Steelers could look at if you know if they've, uh, they're looking for a future Hall of Famer. But I, I tweeted a whole video about to you about a duck <laughs> being chased by a tiger and That's him right. outsmarting the tiger for like a whole minute before he flew away. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's how I felt. That's how I felt about Devin Hodges. Like <laughs> this fight should not be happening, but it is, and I'm here for it. 
love it. Loved it. But uh, but uh, but okay. But according to according to over the cap, if if Aaron Rodgers was to be traded, I believe that the the Packers would eat up seventeen point two million dollars of cap space next year, and the new team would have to take on uh twenty two point six million. But here's the thing: is that the, I don't see any way the Packers are like, yeah, we're just eating a seventeen million dollars yeah. in cap space. Um, yeah, and it, feel, it feels like if the Rodgers thing is going to happen, it's going to happen this offseason, right? Because if they, if that relationship is really broken to the point where he's like, I, I'm either going to go host Jeopardy or I'm going to, re- you know, I'm, I'm retiring or I'm getting traded, then that has to get fixed now, right? You can't go through a whole season with a quarterback who just does not want to be there. Right, and, and that's that's the situation there. But uh, but point being, we just saw an offseason where Carson Wentz went to a new team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Goff went to a new team. Matt Stafford went to a new team. You know, all these different switches were happening, and there was, and there's still a chance that we could have a couple more in the in the in the last few months before the season. So, I'm not putting it behind. You know, you know, uh, I'm not putting it out of reach for any of these guys to be yeah. to, have, to have to do that. So, no, it's gonna. I think it's, it, it is kind of a. You know, we talked in the last segment about Ben could come back, but if Ben doesn't come back, though, next season gets wild. I mean, yeah. the Steelers never spend big money in free agency, but they're going to have a huge check to cash, right? And money to spend uh, if they want to. And we'll see what that's going to look like, potentially with a new general manager too. Potentially with a new general manager, potentially with, um, you know, and, and and the thing is, is like, you know, a big chunk of that money is going to TJ. We know that right now. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe some of that goes to, well, they already signed make us fifth year option. So that, that that's a, that's a done deal. Yep. Um, you know, but you know who who knows who else they get. And, you know what other needs we may perceive the Steelers to to have to get. You know, does Joe Hayden? You know, is he? You know, what happens with his contract? You know, do they go and get a Joe Hayden replacement at CB one next year? Yeah. Um, so many questions, and I think, and maybe that's the bottom line here is that it's not just about Ben. It's about there's so many questions about all the older guys that are on the roster and where the Steelers will be financially with them or their replacements because David DeCastro is another guy. Yeah, in, in that line. So yeah, I was surprised they didn't resign DeCaster this year. It feels like you know maybe he told them like, hey, I'm not going to be here much longer anyway, so don't even bother. I mean, or, he, what he was injured for a good portion of this year, so yeah, uh, or last year, but 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 you know maybe that plays plays into it. There's a lot of different things to a lot of different angles to look at that uh, at that situation. Um, but you know, hey, we got we got a lot more off season to talk about that. Um, although rookie camp does, I believe, start this weekend, so everyone can be excited for that. But speaking of rookie camp, we got to talk about rookie jersey numbers because that's been unofficially released, but we're pretty sure it's pretty accurate based off of other tweets. We'll get into what those numbers are, and of course, you know, we got to give Tony let him power rank each each number, uh, pick up with with the player. First, we got to talk to our friends at Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. 
back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Shimino for a Tony Tuesday. So, Tony, for those who might be new to the podcast, they probably don't know how seriously we, and by we, I mean you, take the jersey number game. Um, seriously, stupidly. These are these words are interchangeable. <laughs> these words are interchangeable. <laughs> but, but, also, but you and I have had some good, fun discussions about what jerseys to buy, when yes. to buy them, and yes. where, where to rank them, and things like that. So we, we've had some interesting talks. But now, you always have your theories about as far as how, how you know, how strong a number is for a mm-hmm. player. Like you didn't like 39 for making no. Patrick, but I told you he's going to make that his number. And, and this, and this goes to the quality of player that Mika Fitzpatrick is <laughs> that he, that he overcame 39. <laughs> I mean, think about, think about how good he is to become an all pro safety at 39. It's, it's just, you know, words cannot express. So I, I wanted, we, we have, we have the numbers for the eight Steelers rookie draft picks. Yeah. I want you to power rank them starting from last to first. The worst as, number? Well, the, the worst wor- number okay. to you the want the worst number? number? Yeah. Well, it's good because it's it's my least favorite draft pick too, Pat Fryerman. Here's the thing about Pat Fryerman. He gets 88, okay? Not a terrible number, although it's, it's it's a wide receiver number, not a tight end number, especially in Pittsburgh. Now, Pat Fryerman wore 87 in college. That number is currently taken by Kevin Rader, who I guess the Steelers and Pat Frymouth couldn't work out. Hey, Kevin, we need you to give our second round pick the highest tight end we've taken in, I don't know, what is it, Chris, like eight years or whatever, whatever space was taken. Well, space was taken in the third round, so he's higher than him. So yeah. the, he's the highest tight end they've taken since Heath Miller in 2005. Okay, so there you go. That's so there 16 are, there are years. About, that's 16. There, there are, without a doubt, there are people listening to this podcast right now who don't remember Heath Miller getting drafted, right? Then, so it's been that long, and Pat Frymouth can't get his number. He can't get it. He can't get it. He's can't get 87. They got to just give him 88. I feel bad for Frymouth. Uh, I mean, look, 88 is not a terrible number for a tight end, but give the kid his number. 87 is a good tight end number. Give the kid his number. All right. Going, going, uh, going next here on my list. They ended Dan Moore's career right away, Chris. They just, they just right away. Dan Moore, I'm, Dan Moore, Dan I'm sorry. Done? Dan Moore. And, I, and here's the thing. I was excited about Dan Moore in the fourth round. You listen to Adrian Clem talk about what he brings to the table. But I, he's he's I, he may not make the roster with 65. 65? Oh, down. 65 for a tackle? 65 is a guard number, not a tackle <laughs> number. Okay? 70s are tackle numbers. 60s are guard numbers. These are the rules. Who wore 65 before him? Gerald Hawkins. Okay. Uh, yeah, Gerald okay. Hawkins. I, I like Gerald Hawkins as a person. Gerald Hawkins couldn't stay healthy. And when he was healthy, not great. So I don't love, I don't love the Dan Moore 65 thing. Now this is, we are going to get into a part of this. Chris, where much like the Steelers in this draft class kind of went very safe, right? Players right. who played multiple years in college, guys who are really, who they can, they're going to translate right into the system. They want them to run, you know, Dan Moore went from, uh, you know, Texas A&M playing multiple years. Now he's going to, you know, tackle at the NFL level with 65 to 65, right? 65 was, was Gerald Hawkins, who he's replacing. Yeah. Same thing can be said for, uh, for Buddy Johnson here, 51, who, 51's not a bad like Buddy Johnson getting 51? 51's not a bad number. I like everyone else better. 51's not a bad number. (laughs) Uh, But 51 is with Avery Williamson last year, right? And that's exactly the player on the roster who he is replacing is Avery Williamson. This is when the stewards just kind of chalked it up here. Next up on the list here, I have Isaiah Loudermilk. 92 is a weird number. Loudermilk, Loudermilk, first of all, weird pick. The stewards trade away a fourth-round pick to go back into the fifth round this year and get a player who wasn't on a lot of people's draft boards at all. I, when they announced Louder Milk, I said, "Who? <laughs> yeah, what?" I think everyone, everyone was like, "Oh, they're getting this is the slot corner pick." Nope, right? 
Yeah, no, it's I, someone named Loudermilk, which, uh, okay. But 92, 92 as a, as a D, look, he's going to play D end, right? He's not going to play edge. 92 is an edge number. They're giving yeah. it to a D end. Must think highly of 92 is a number. Listen, our everyone's favorite edge rusher, Ola Dini was 92. <laughs> also, oh, also James Harrison was 92. Oh, as well. I don't know if you guys remember. Do you guys remember James Harrison? Yeah, he was also 92. He but anyway, a- Ola is the big name there. Um, all right, the, everyone else I like. I got to be honest with you, Chris. I don't really hate anyone else here. Uh, Trey Norwood, 21. He's going to play safety. Once again, who's he replacing on the roster? Sean Davis. All right, give him 21. Uh, <laughs> this does seem like someone, whoever yeah. was the Jersey office that day was just like, yeah, whatever. The, the, yes, the, yes, the yes. intern was just not having it. Like the yeah. intern, whatever intern's in charge of this was like, whatever, you know, Quincy Roche, what's he? He's an edge rusher. Oh, he's replacing Bud. Okay, 48. Give him 48. <laughs> By the way, love that. I don't usually like 48 is not really a great edge rusher number traditionally, but because Bud made it good, I like that Quincy's going to, going to kind of keep the, uh, keep the momentum there at 48. I'm a fan of that. Uh, I, I agree. I think, I think Quincy Roche can, can live up to the 48 monarch especially because also he's like a he's like a more explosive type of guy like he's not your he he, kind of reminds me of bud in that way um you know i think he has a lot more pass rush moves than bud but but i I can i can see that and and there's also not as much pressure because he's not coming in to be the starter right right yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be kind of a a a spot you know rusher whenever tj or uh heisman need a break all right uh what do i got next here i let's go Najee next 22 yeah, again, chalk. This is what he wore in college. The Steelers, now we know why the Steelers cut Steven Nelson. They had to make room, uh, not not on the roster, but on the numbers for, you know, for uh, for Najee to come in and get his 22. Totally Sorry. what it was. Sorry, Steven Nelson. Yeah, that's only that's the only rational explanation I'll believe from this point forward, Chris. Um, so Najee gets 22 chalk on that one. Here's the most surprising one. Marquise Pouncey retires. And you would think, all right, yeah. you can't really retire. You don't, The Steelers don't retire numbers, but they do have ones they don't really give out. No, the Steelers take a center in the third round to replace Marquise Pouncey and then go, and what number are we giving him? 53. Now, 53, I guess, is what Kendrick Green wore in college. So this makes somewhat sense. But, man, you would think for just maybe for, like, the next center doesn't wear 53 and then we can give it back, you know, five, six years from now, whenever it's going to be. Nope. Nope. Sorry, Pouncey. We got a new 53 in town. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, the, that's, that's all of them, right, except for my last one. Uh, um, let me make sure. Yeah, you've I covered – all seven of the picks, and I was—I'm actually surprised. I thought you were going to hate this, 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 uh, no, this next no, jersey number. No, 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 no. You could do the because of duck, because of duck. But here's the thing: <laughs> it would—I would have been angry if this were anyone other than Presley Harvin in the third, a 260-pound punter, six feet tall, by the way. So he's a big boy. He's he a is big a dude. big boy. He okay? gets, but he gets your number six. That's Duck's number. You—that's that, okay. dishonoring Duck. No, no, no. Keeping, keeping the honor. Like, keep the legacy going. <laughs> Yeah, we have great sixes in Pittsburgh. Bubby Brister. Okay, oh Bubby Brister God. was six. Then Duck Hodges. Was there a six in between? I think like Norm Johnson was six potentially. No, Norm no, Johnson nine. was nine. He was nine. Yeah, yeah. Sweesham was six though. Sweesham was six. All right. Sweesham was good. I didn't hate Sweesham. <laughs> Who was the other kick? What was the one kicker that came in was terrible? Uh, uh oh, I mean, make a list. Was the the one from Jacksonville. Josh Scobie. Scobie. God, I hate Scobie. Uh, anyway, Presley Harvin the third. <laughs> Keeping keeping the the elite number sticks alive in Pittsburgh. We can't have Duck. Duck's not coming back. As you guys know, I'm a secret Rams fan now. You'll find out throughout the season. Wearing blue today to support him, boy Duck. Um, but Presley, this, Har- this Devlin Hodges joke that's gone on for two years. It will never end. He'll be he'll retire. I'll still figure figure out ways to bring him up. I don't. This will never end. 
And now I got James Pierre as well. So this, I'm just going to be like a, it's just going to be like a complete, it's going to be like, it's not going to be Tony Tuesday. It's going to be Meme Tuesday on the show. It's Meme Tuesday. That's, that's what we're doing here in the Lockdown Steelers <laughs> podcast. It's Meme Tuesdays with Tony. Um, because so, 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 so in review, your number one jersey was Presley Harvin. That's your right. number two was Kendrick Green. That's right. Number three was Najee Harris. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Those are your top jersey numbers. Those are the ones. Like, Quincy, Quincy Roche right there, right behind him. I like Quincy Roche as well. Uh, I'm a little surprised though. With the new rules, none of the rookies took advantage of it. Like, like Najee could have been number two. Uh, and, you know, Quincy Roche, Johnson, all of them could have been single digit guys. Fryer, well, no, I think actually, wait, are tight ends exempt? No, from I that? think tight ends, tight ends can't do it. I don't, I don't think tight ends are allowed. Okay, I'm not 100 percent on that though. But, but like you know, Najee, Quincy Roche, Buddy Johnson, Trey Norwood. Though I, I wouldn't want to do that if I'm if I'm a seventh round pick. I'd, I, th- I think I'd I'd keep that attention off me. I was wrong, by the way. Tight ends can wear any number they want. Oh, so again, Brad Frymuth, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but no one took the single-digit rule that the NFL has instituted this year while other teams are going crazy. Like, uh, I forget what cornerback switched J- to J. number Horn, J.C. Horn is eight, yeah. J.C. J. Horn is eight, like, and he's wearing it for Kobe Bryant. Like, my goodness. And I get J.C. Horn think- was a first-round draft pick and, you know, a guy that everyone's way – and he was the – what he, I think he was, what, the eighth overall pick? I think he was so, the eighth overall pick, so too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like he's tripling down on his number there. But, um, but, but I mean, still, I, I was surprised to not see any of the new Steelers take advantage of that, um, even though we've seen some of the Steelers joke about, like, Juju wants nine off of Boswell, and uh, uh, which would be weird. Uh, and then I think weird. Joe Hayden wants his five off of Dobbs. So they, they, there's been jokes about it, but we still haven't seen out, any of the Steelers budge on it. I think that, don't you think that has something to do with the organization itself? <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't do that. Or we'll Come on. You. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those deals where, you know, you could, oh, sure. Oh, you, oh, you want to wear a single digit, huh? Okay. I mean, you can, but <laughs> yeah, I think, I think with the, with how like tra- traditional the Steelers are, I wasn't surprised that none of these, because you, you have to think one of these kids, would have wanted i mean the single digits are you know coming from college that's the the new cool look and none of the none of the rookies did it no i think i think that's coming from within the organization i'm gonna i don't know what the vote was when they when they did this but i'm gonna guess the steelers voted against it that's my that's my guess you know what that but that makes sense yeah i i i I get that they they are the old school organization maybe they weren't for the rule in the first place so um do you like the rule do you like the rule i think it's cool i I don't think numbers are that big a deal Hey, I, know, I know you hate it. I know you hate it. You have your, you have your rules and these stupid, but like, go right. on, man. Like, that's right. Like, if, how if am that, I going to decide is to, like, if Juju switches to nine, okay. Is nine a good wide receiver? I don't know if nine's a good wide receiver. <laughs> no one knows if nine's a good how wide receiver. How can I tell if he's good or not? Like, was he a kicker now? I mean, what are we doing? Nine's a kicker number. Okay. Nine's not a wide receiver number. Get out of here, Juju. Stick with 19. Sorry. But 19 wasn't really that much of a receiver. You said the same thing when he took 19. 19 was, uh, once again. I, again, Chris, this just proves how good Juju is. He's talking about, is he a number one receiver? Okay. This kid took 19 and made it work. That's that, that is an elite player. That's a number friend. one receiver. You, my friend are ridiculous. <laughs> so there you have it. Steelers fans, number one, Jersey number of all the rookies, Presley Harvin, the third with number six, according to Tony Serino, the rookie Steelers rookie camp is this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Tony, Thanks so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you as always making time to be here. Please let people know they can find you, follow you, and uh, a specific show you got coming up. Woo, got AFC North Talk. That is tonight. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, 5.45 p.m. Eastern time, gonna be some fireworks on AFC North Talk as we're gonna be talking about the Steeler draft class, which 
this will come as no shock to anyone listening to this podcast. Uh, not no one, no one on the show other than me is a huge fan of the class. So it's going to make for an interesting discussion. If you want to be there in chat, we go live 5:45 p.m. Eastern time. So check that out. You can also check it out uh, on YouTube. It'll be on on in our on our channel after we finish. You can also check me out on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Serino, and you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Tony, for being on the show. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I cover pit football, pit basketball, and the Pittsburgh Steelers and give you all the draft analysis that you could want. So check me out there. I got a new Carter's Classroom that's going up on Kendrick Green uh, this morning. So do check that out if you want to see all the film study on Kendrick Green and where I, where I see him being a strength or a weakness for the Steelers. That's all right there. And remember, when you subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast, you can do so on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. Rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. Be back in your ears with Tony and Dean. Or, Tom, excuse me, Josh and Josh Dean. And Dean. Oof, I just, I just killed Josh. How did I kill Josh? That's not nice. Anyways, Josh and Dean, Wednesday, be there.